I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And we both run small businesses selling our artwork. We've been crafting our businesses for a while now, with lots of successes and failures along the way. In this podcast, we'll be sharing all of that with you. From social media to pricing items and everything in between, we want to help you craft your own successful business. It's time to get a little wild and a lot of spicy. So let's dive in. Hello. Hey. (laughs) I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah. So this week is going to be all about customer service kind of things and our experience with customers that maybe weren't so happy with their orders. Mm -hmm. Uh, So kind of how we handle them. And obviously, we're going to spill some tea about crazy people we've had (laughs) experiences with. Oh, yes. And I just want to just preface this with this is like the 1% of the customers that we have. There are so many people who are repeat customers who have said the nicest things who are so loving and patient and wonderful. And we love you and keep being you. For the one person that we're going to talk about, why are you like this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've had my store open for six years now, I think. Six, maybe going on seven. And I have probably a single handful of people who are so memorably bad that I can talk about them. So it really doesn't happen that often, but it is something you have to learn to deal with, which is why we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with that in mind, do we want to start with our highs and lows of the week? Yes, we have to do our weekend review. So last week I gave a negative review. So it's this this week. It's your (laughs) turn. So this week's negative review, I'm kind of going to talk about it a lot more in detail later. But I had a customer that just was probably one of the most difficult customers that I've just dealt with in my entire life, which may or may not have inspired this episode for legal reasons. This is a joke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I will give him like a negative 600 out of five. Horrible, horrible. But I want to hear your high. Please give me (laughs) serotonin. (laughs) Yeah. So my high this week is that I've kind of decided to explore a little bit more with how my Instagram aesthetic is looking. Um, So it's a positive because I'm personally, again, I did this last week, giving myself a review, um, which is, I'm going to say I'm a solid four right now because it's been a long time that I've had my Instagram look a certain way and kind of reimagining it right now is a lot of effort Mm -hmm. but I'm doing it and I'm proud of myself so I'm giving myself a four (laughs) I am so proud of you from experience it is so difficult to like actually plan stuff out and I think we should do a full episode on like ways that we've made things consistent Uh, it's it's no easy you know journey it's not something that just you know happens overnight so I'm proud of you yes thank you but with those finished now we can hop into how to deal with difficult (sighs) customers (laughs) (laughs) so just like as a disclaimer when you do open up any you know sort of website or business on whatever platform you're going to want to prepare for the worst. Um, And, you know, you might have some great customers, you might have some rough customers. And one of the ways that both of us really agree is helpful is just listing every single policy possible and put everything in the FAQ section. Because if someone says like, oh, you know, I didn't know about this. Okay, did you check my policies? Did you check the section? Did you read? You know, you can't be held (laughs) liable. That's on them. Exactly. So even if your customers decide not to read something or they don't pay attention to whatever you've put on your site, it's so important to have it there as like your receipts for when they ask for something like that. So we can go through these in more detail, maybe on a different episode, but there's a lot to think about. So we can just run through some examples of things that you should have addressed on your Etsy. So there's an FAQ section and there's also a shop policy section. So this is where you would put all of this kind of information. So Mm -hmm. things like your shipping policy, are you responsible for damages or delays? What carrier do you ship with? Do you offer any other carriers for a different price? You know, is it an upcharge if they want to use UPS versus USPS? What if a customer returns an item? Who pays for that return shipping? Do you allow for local pickups? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Also, just in terms of custom orders, I know both of us do these. Um, Do you allow returns and refunds on custom orders? I personally don't. Molly, how do you go about that? 
I do not either. It's the best way to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. And then uh, in terms of like exchanges, um, what happens if they don't like the order? You know, do you send the progress photos? I try and send progress photos as much as I can, but sometimes I just don't even think about it. So if I don't send them a proof, you know, immediately, or if they get it and they don't like it, that's on me. And I'm more than happy to um, exchange the item. But if I've sent them the proof and they've approved of it, and then they still give me a hard time, I'll give them a discount to redo it. Yeah, I try to do the same thing. I try to send progress photos. If an order is really straightforward, it's a custom order, but they want like two different colors. There's not really a chance that there's going to be any kind of miscommunication. But I've definitely learned from experience that it's better to just check in and send the progress photo, even if you don't think they really need to see it, just to make sure because it's a lot less hassle to do that ahead of time instead of having to like re do things or exchange or yada yada so some other stuff to think about is just your return policy in general so not even just for customs but do you allow for cancellations in your store within what time frame does it need to be within 24 hours what about if you've already started working on their order do you allow for returns of items at all so especially if you're selling apparel what are the stipulations for that what happens if a customer damages an item it's not damaged in shipping but they damage it do you offer a discount or something like that what about a restocking fee for returns there's just a lot to cover yeah and then another thing that I just want to add especially with apparel since this is something that I just recently started doing sometimes customers say the size isn't accurate um okay but did you read like did you read the size chart um and at that point like I don't take refunds or I don't do returns or exchanges just because you know the company that I use is print on demand so it's printed exclusively for them but I will offer a discount for another size yeah so there's definitely like I think we talked about this on another episode because I remember saying this is like provide way too much information put it all on there get so detailed it's ridiculous and Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably no one will read it but when you need it you're gonna thank yourself so much for having it there absolutely absolutely um all right so let's uh start with bad customers because we need to go over how we handle them especially ones that don't read the policies and the faq section (laughs) yeah so these aren't necessarily all bad customers but they are all negative situations or like negative things that can happen with your store so sometimes it's because the customer just isn't the nicest and sometimes it's because you made an honest mistake and like we need to figure out how to best deal with that situation so there's three ways that you can get negative feedback you can get a message from a buyer after they've received their order or if it's stuck in shipping before they get it Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also get a negative review on your shop in your shop there we go or they can (laughs) open a case against your store so (laughs) let's start with the nicest which is a message from the buyer um I think we both agree that like this is the best way to get into communication or, and to um, sort of alleviate the issue. So if somebody messages me before leaving a negative review, I'm more likely to help them than somebody who leaves a negative review and doesn't even try contacting me. Yes, I completely agree, especially if they're nice and polite mm-hmm. in their message and they're like genuinely have an issue with their order that I can help them with and they send me a message I am way more likely to help them out with the message rather than anything else absolutely yeah so definitely um, emphasizing the niceness the way that you carry yourself in messages will sort of match the level that I'm responding to so if you're rude and defensive I'm more likely to you know, need to step away from the computer to then compose myself and make sure that I'm giving the most appropriate response. But if you're nice, I'm probably more than like more than happy to reship an order and include some freebies. Yeah, so. me too. Absolutely. Someone actually posted that on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. They were like, how do you <laughs> what happens if you're not happy with your order, but it was a small business and handmade or something. And everyone on that thread said, if you message us nicely, we would much rather handle it that way. Like, we are okay with that. And so I think that's the general consensus. But messaging is also preferred because I check my messages on Etsy every single day. But I do not look at my reviews every single day, probably like once a week. 
yeah, I get too much anxiety checking the number of reviews. Um, <laughs> Me too. I just get so scared. But I do have the Etsy app on my phone. So I do get notified when I get any sort of message, positive or negative, you know, any inquiries. So I'm much more likely to check that than the reviews. Yeah. So it's just better to send a message for anyone who is a customer. Send a message. <laughs> yes. Then the next step up is... Um, Leaving a negative review. Uh, so these are the one-star reviews, two-star, three-star. Sometimes I've gotten to the point where, like, it should be a five-star review and it's a four-star review. And I wouldn't necessarily call that negative. That's just irritating. Um, but really, when we're talking about, like, the three, two, and one-star reviews, that's where we're able to respond either through message or comment directly to the review. Um, and sometimes with those reviews, sometimes people will explain what's wrong. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's things that are out of our control. Sometimes it's just like a blank one star and you're kind of just like, what, why wouldn't you reach out to me? Or, you know, why wouldn't we try and work this out before just leaving a one star review? Yeah. So definitely more annoying than just getting an unhappy message, but still fixable if you're able to reach out and the person can respond. Exactly. Sometimes when I see those one star reviews, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I wish that you know, you had reached out, I'd be more than happy to work on a solution with you. Can you tell me a little bit why you were unsatisfied with the product or, you know, stuff like that. People are really responsive. Yes. And the third way that you can get a negative feedback is through a case being opened, which is (laughs) they're actually like really threatening. Etsy sends you a bunch of emails when you have an open case reminding you and it's constantly on your dashboard that you have an open case just so you don't forget about it. I hate having them opened against me and they're kind of a big deal um yeah but if you keep up with them like like yes stress about them but don't panic maybe yeah I honestly like I've only had two opened and they were both shut down I'd say within 24 48 hours but even like when I got the notification until it was closed, I was still anxious. And even after it got closed, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just had a case open up against me. What is this going to mean for my shop, for my views? You know, our customers going to see this? Like, please don't open us, uh, open up a case against us unless you really, really need to. Yeah, I've had a few actually. I don't even know the number, but I know when COVID delays through USPS were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. I had at least four cases opened against just for delayed shipping so it happened way more often than it should have but it's fine so just to (laughs) clarify the cases against you are kind of like a paypal dispute so it's meant for etsy to be able to help mediate if the customer and the seller can't come to an agreement on whatever is wrong so this case could be opened after you've messaged with someone and they don't like your response or it could just be the first thing they do if they don't like their order exactly exactly um And, you know, from my experience, Etsy's never had to mediate directly. They've kind of just said, oh, you should refund this person or, oh, you know, the tracking was said, you know, updated it as delivered. So we're going to shut it down. They never necessarily say like, okay, let's, you know, jump in and uh, facilitate a positive conversation. Um, So when we say that like Etsy mediates, I've never had the experience of Etsy like actually physically doing anything. I have, but we will talk about it a little later in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So now we need to talk about what to do if these things happen to you. So if it's a message, it's really easy. We kind of discussed like we're pretty laid back about it. Just remember that you need to answer quickly and remain professional. Rely on those shop policies that you work so hard to put up. And so like if they ask about a refund, you can send them your policy on a refund or you can say, you know, sometimes depending on the message and how nice they are and what exactly the problem is. Sometimes I'll say, well, my shop policy is this, but this is kind of a weird circumstance. So let's do this instead. You know, it's just messages are super easy. So while they're not exactly fun, it's definitely the easiest thing to handle. Yeah. And usually people are super nice about it. Like a lot of the messages that I've gotten are, I haven't received the item I want it. It's delayed. Um, And sometimes people are really nice. Like I understand that this is a delay and I kind of just empathize with them. I'm like, I'm equally as frustrated. I wish that you could get your product. Um, And instead of both of us getting mad at each other, we sort of just like wallow in the pain um and then I get an excited message of oh I finally got my package thank you so yes I have so so many of those interactions (laughs) I actually got two messages today that said hey I finally got my package and so I just sent like yay you know to both of them so yeah 
that's definitely it. But also remember in this case that Etsy can see your entire account. They can see everything on your Etsy account, including all of your messages to customers. So make sure that you're remaining professional and kind in those messages in case they do intervene. Yes. And this is something that I just learned the other day when I was on the phone with customer service um, because I had a, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I um, was talking to a customer service rep and I said, oh, you know, do you need me to email you these messages? And they said, no, we can see your account. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a big brother moment, like a little bit spooky, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because uh, there's also this thing with Etsy where if you discuss in Etsy messages some kind of order, this is a complete aside, but I think it's part of the reason why they can see your messages is because if someone messages you about placing an order with you and you say, yeah, let's take this to PayPal and I'll I'll do your transaction through there. That's called phishing and it's not allowed on Etsy because you're finding the customer on the Etsy platform and then spending your money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the reason why they're allowed to see all of your messages to make sure you're not just doing that. Yeah. I, I think you're totally right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So another way, let's see, we went through our messages. So what to do if we get a negative review? Alex, tell us what we should do. <laughs> so when I do see a negative review, the first thing that I do is I message the customer directly and I say, hey, you know, I'm really shocked that I saw this negative review. I wish that you had reached out. Um, so that way we were able to resolve this conflict. Um, so let's say, for example, like I had a customer who rated me one star review because she never got the product rather than reaching out to me. She said, you know, oh, I can't rate this product as she gives me a one star review uh, because I never got it. So, you know, I reached out and I said, hey, you know, I'm so sorry about the delay. Um, I will reship you a new order like in the future. Please make sure to message any shops that, um, you know, resolves the problem a lot quicker. And then she changed it to a five star review you know, a week later, but even still that one star review really stung and probably hurt my shop. Yeah. So that's another thing we'll discuss just in a few minutes in this podcast. That's another gripe of mine about Etsy. Cause we're going to talk a little bit about those today too. Oh yes. <laughs> but yeah. So until I think we should probably mention this for anyone who doesn't know, but if you're an Etsy seller, you probably know this, your reviews in your store can be changed. So the ideal interaction is someone who's unhappy, you figure out a solution and they change their review from, you know, a one, two or three to a five. Once you respond to any kind of review, they can no longer edit their review. So you want to try as much as possible to find a good resolution and kind of nudge them in the direction of changing their review if they left a negative one. So I never, like, I never outright say like, please change your review. But sometimes I just kind of mention like, hey, you know, if, if your thoughts about your order has changed or if you, you know, feel like this was a better resolution, helping me out. You know, it would really help me out if you could update your review to reflect the, you know, service you received, something like that. But usually they do it by themselves. I don't have to do that very often. Yeah. And you can't outright tell someone to change their review. That's against Etsy's policy. But if you nudge them, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how to deal with a case. The first step is not to freak out, even though I think we all do anyway. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Um, So... (laughs) in one of the cases that I had, it was shut down immediately. So I didn't necessarily have any interaction. The second one, however, um, I did have a couple of messages go back and forth between the buyer and I. But I think it's so crazy that you've made so many sales and you've only had those two cases. So only really like one case, because I swear I've had at least 10 at this point that are just stupid ones. Like the order didn't arrive yet or something like that. They're almost never about the actual quality of my product. I've had one of those, maybe two of those. So yeah, it's so funny to me that you haven't had more, but knock on um, what I don't have anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, same here. So again, with this and with anything else, just respond promptly. Etsy will send you reminders to respond. If yes. you don't, they want you to stay on top of it. Uh, these cases also come with a desired outcome listed by the buyer. So if it's not within your shop policies to do whatever it is that they want, you can offer another solution and the messages on that case. Eventually, Etsy may step in and help mediate if you're unable to come to an agreement between the two of you, they can do a lot of things. They can close the case themselves, you know, listing your policy and saying this is within this seller's policy and there's nothing else we can do. 
They can also provide refunds directly through Etsy. So not from your account. They will not take money from your account and give it to this customer. They can refund themselves. Or sometimes they do nothing at all, which I'll talk about later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also just another thing, if somebody does open up a case against you, only communicate within the case. Do not communicate outside um, in messages in reviews. None of that. You want to keep everything documented within the case. Yeah. So just keep it all on Etsy. Make sure that you're staying on top of it. And I've never had a case open longer than about a week. And that was the one that I'm going to talk about a little later. So most of the time they're resolved within a few days. So they're not, I mean, they are a big deal. You should worry about them, but just remain calm. (laughs) Just know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Yeah. So a couple of cases we had that aren't as ridiculous because we're going to talk about the ridiculous ones. Um, Like I mentioned, I've had a lot of cases opened that just say that shipping was delayed. In that case, the only thing you can really do is wait it out. Uh, fortunately for most of those, my item was delivered within a few days. So once you, your order has been marked as delivered, then the case automatically closes. So that's kind of all I did for those. I've had a couple other ones. Um, like I said, I've had two that people weren't happy with their product in general and wanted a refund. I honestly don't remember how those ended up. I think one of them, Etsy was the one to refund and, closed it because it was not within my policies to do so and that's what they decided so I don't know there's a lot of different things that can happen but just stay on top of it is the main thing yeah I was gonna say the only cases that I've had have been um you know I didn't get the item even though it said it was delivered and at that point Etsy will side with you and close the case which is good yeah it's one of the few (laughs) yes one of the few pluses but that is why it is so important to have tracking when you can for any type of order like even if it's stickers even if it's you know like big canvases and you know coasters whatever you sell make sure to have tracking because that will shut down the case as quickly as possible Yeah, like if someone for some reason their order was marked as delivered, but they're saying they didn't get it, if they try to open a case, it will automatically close because it was marked as delivered. That has happened to me a couple times too. Multiple. And you know what? Then I just say like, oh, okay, that, you know, I hope uh, you get your your product and file a claim with USPS and, you know, now I don't need to be involved with it. Yeah. So now I want to get into a little more tea and talk about Essie a little bit and their support, (laughs) or I would like to say kind of their lack of support that they provide for sellers um, and some things that I've learned about unhappy customers since using Etsy. But before we do that, it's time for our lightning round. (laughs) All right, Molly. So this week we are going to do a question specifically about resin. Um, Since you're the resin queen, so you got 15 seconds to answer this. Okay. How do you remove the sharp edges on casted pieces and go? Ooh, okay, so you shouldn't do what I do, which is using a blade on the edges <laughs> before the resin has hardened. So like around the 24 to 36 hour mark, uh, be careful because I cut my finger literally at least once a week. I have so many scars on my hands. Please don't do it. You can hand sand as well with a fine grit sandpaper or use an electric sander, but wear your respirator and just be gentle. Nice. You got it. <laughs> Excellent work. <laughs> Thank you. That was a lot because it was a very specific question, but I had a lot of info. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now back to us spelling tea about Etsy. Yeah. So now we're going to get a little more scandalous. So there's a few things specifically about Etsy's case system that I think could be improved. Uh, They actually reached out to me a couple of weeks ago to be part of a survey, but they did not include me on the survey. They never called me. So they could have heard my opinion, but they didn't want it. So, well, (laughs) now they're going to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the first thing that I don't like about the case system is that customers who are, who open a case are still allowed to leave a review. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I hate this. Um, even customers like who we've come to a resolution, the case has been closed, they still have the ability to leave a one-star review and hurt your shop. And if you don't have a lot of reviews, that carries so much more weight than a shop that does have a lot of reviews. Yeah. And it's like, even if you came to whatever kind of settlement that you did and both parties feel like it was you know, resolved, it's still generally, they they probably don't feel great. You know, if they were so upset that they opened a case in the first place, they probably aren't going to be super happy with whatever is decided. So I just don't think that it's 
I don't know. I just feel like they shouldn't be allowed to leave a review. Because again, like you said, even if you resolve everything and everything's fixed, they can still leave a one-star review and talk so bad about you in it, you know? Yeah, exactly. The only positive is that you are able to respond. But from experience, it does take a lot to formulate a positive review after somebody's bashing you. So yeah, I'm frustrated as well. And I'm not sure if Etsy is still doing this. I've been keeping an eye on it because it was horrifying when it happened uh but the reason why these cases and these one-star reviews that are left by people with a case are so bad is because opening a case against your store already counts against you so etsy keeps this kind of tally of how many orders you've had with cases how many bad reviews how many delayed orders things like that there used to be this system um, called the order dissatisfaction rate with Etsy. Most big sellers have it. I think um, Amazon and eBay also have this type of thing that their sellers have to abide by. And they froze this these rules over COVID, and I think they haven't brought them back yet. But the what happened and why this first point, like it seems kind of dumb, like they can still leave a review, but why it made me so upset is because if you opened a case against the store, that was one ding against you. And then the next one was if you had a negative review, if you had a one-star review, that was another ding against you. Well, Etsy set their order dissatisfaction rate at 1%. So if you're a low-volume store like I am, for every 100 customers, if one of those customers left a negative review and or opened a case, I met that 1% order dissatisfaction rate and my shop would have been put on probation. That's just ridiculous that I mean even for a high volume shop like that's yeah it was so dumb dumb and like it just it was the worst so I don't know if they're going to bring that back but I really hope they don't but that's the reason why that that first point was like so annoying to me anyway (laughs) oh my god the second reason is also pretty dumb Alex do you want to talk about that one oh yes yes um so customers can still be refunded by Etsy even if the refund is not appropriate by your uh very outlined policies or it's warranted um which encourages people to open up cases against you and write negative reviews, even if your product's totally fine, or even if they eventually get their product, or even if um, the reason that they're dissatisfied is out of your control. Yeah. It's basically just reinforcing. It's messed up. Exactly. And I hate it because as a small business and as an individual who's trying to sell things, a lot of times you're already nervous to enforce your own policies because you want to make sure the customer is happy. So even if you go through all of this trouble and have this case opened and you're enforcing your policies because you're standing up for yourself, Etsy can undermine you and say, yeah, your policies don't allow for a refund, but we're going to give it anyway. It just... I don't like that. Well, it's just like, what's the point of me making these policies then? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely someone who hates to be assertive. So opening a small shop was a great idea. Let me tell you. Um, But like (laughs) having to deal with very difficult customers and not having the support of Etsy on my side just makes things so much more difficult. It's just like an uphill battle. And it's also like, why am I using Etsy if you're not going to support me? Mm hmm. So, but that's, that's none of my business. <laughs> and what about our third reason, Alex? Because we have a bunch of them. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but your case can be closed automatically with the confirmed delivery or if you issue a full refund, which reinforces that the best way to handle the customer disputes is just to lose money. So, like, if it comes, great, but you still have the... Um, customer having the ability to leave a one-star review and if it comes but you've refunded them okay then you've lost your product you've now taken a loss for like profit margins and they also still have the capability to leave a one-star review yeah it's horrible and I hate it and I try not to refund totally but Alex what is your policy on that so I've only I'm trying to think. I've never had to refund anybody. The only time I've ever had to refund, it was partial. Um, But I don't do full refunds just because if they got the product and it's totally fine, that's not on me. If it's a custom um, and they're not satisfied, like I said, I will offer them a discount for a future purchase. But if it's on me, I will refund 
partial, you know, minus the shipping costs and like a $5 handling fee. Yeah, I feel like I need to make one of those TikToks where I like pretending to be a badass and then I go put down my cup, my hand is shaking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I have the same kind of experience where even if we decide that a refund is appropriate, I do not if they're returning a product. So if it's not a custom, I do accept returns on those things as long as it comes back to me undamaged. And I recently started uh, enforcing or adding in a restocking fee. So I pay for shipping, but that shipping, like I, I don't actually want to pay for that shipping so I can send a return label, but there is a $5 restocking fee in my store. So I always be like, Oh yeah, we can do a full refund less the $5 stocking fee. And every time I have to say that I'm like, Oh God, what are they going to do? And no one has ever had an issue with it, but I'm always scared. (laughs) It's that whole assertion thing. It's definitely not something that I enjoy. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) Me either. (sighs) And so the last thing I don't like about this case system is that And it happened to me recently. Etsy does not always step in right away. So Mm -hmm. I've had a case opened. I talked about this on a couple of other episodes that there was this delayed package, the one that was delayed for months. Okay. So this girl opened a case against my store, which again was warranted because it had been so long and there was no other proof that I had done my job, even though I had. Mm -hmm. Um, so she opened the case. I continued to provide all the updates that I could about shipping, and yada, yada, and what I'd already done and given all the info I had. I did everything that I should have to stay on top of it. I kept replying. Over a week later, this case was still open. I had been receiving like vaguely threatening emails from the Etsy system telling me that my case was still open and that if I did not close it, that Etsy would step in. And I'm like, no, I, I want you to step in at this point. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else I can do. And so after over a week, no one had tried to mediate or explain or say, you know, what we could do instead. So I ended up just refunding the entire order because I was tired of having the case open against me like the the anxiety that comes with having an open case is so high that I just decided to refund so it's a total lose for everybody yeah it's just so frustrating that like okay fine I understand that you don't want customers to just keep cases open but then intervene like don't send these threatening messages and be like yeah we're gonna come and then not do anything like put your money where your mouth is you know (laughs) exactly like please step in please tell me what else I can do because the problem was an incredibly delayed order that I had replaced and also had been delayed so it's like yeah I want someone to step in and explain to me exactly what we should do next and no one ever did so that was super frustrating for me it was like in the time that I needed as a seller the support that I expect and pay for as an Etsy seller just wasn't there yeah, that's so disappointing. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. Me freaking too. But <laughs> now Archie is going to get even hotter because <gasps> we can't have an episode about unhappy customers without, you know, our Hall of Famers. we got to tell you about them. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is the one that just happened like last week. And Molly, I appreciate you so much for just being there for me over text. I'm pretty sure I disrupted all my neighbors because of how much I was screaming and just like punching air and you know running around just trying to get some anger out like oh my god this dude really did a number on me (laughs) (sighs) yeah I could tell so tell us about him so whenever a customer nicely reaches out to me and says you know hey my order hasn't come yet I am more than happy to send a new order especially if it's like a sticker or a couple stickers just because you know, what is that to me? Like, I'd rather the customer get the product. So Mm -hmm. this guy reaches out to me. He, you know, his order shipped on time. It was one of the, um, one of the thousands of orders that I had gotten from that like viral, um, you know, spike that I had. And I shipped every single order out on time. And I was so damn proud of that that was like a huge accomplishment for me so this dude messages me and he's like hey I've never you know I didn't get the order yet says it's still in transit it hasn't moved I said okay no worries sometimes for some reason like an order that ships out of Fort Lauderdale if there's an issue it'll go to Miami which is like south from where it should be going um so at that point I'm like no problem I'll ship you out a new one then a a couple weeks later I get another message um, hey, you know, the second order is still in transit. Like, I kind of want this order. And I was like, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, 
we are in a pandemic and USPS is delayed and, you know, people are dying. But, yeah, you'll get your stickers. <laughs> no worries, my dude. <laughs> Seriously, though. I was like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, it's only been in transit for a couple days. Like, you have to be patient. Like, it will come soon, I promise. And if it doesn't come by next week, we will resolve something. You know, we'll figure something out. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, I want a refund. And I was like, okay, I can't do that, though, because I've sent you not one but two orders. So then, of course, he opens up a case against me because men uh, don't know how to accept no. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going in real hot because I don't care. Um, <laughs> for legal reasons, this is a joke, of course. So, like, he opens up a case against me and I send a very, you know, nice message of, oh, you know, I'm so sorry that, you know, we weren't able to resolve this over messages. I hope that your order comes soon. It's pretty disappointing that you did open up a case against me, considering I was more than happy to work with you. I did send you a second order. And he's like, oh, the only reason I opened up a case is because, uh, you know, you said that it was out of your hands. I'm like, okay, well, what, what do you want me to do about that? So then Etsy shuts down the case about I'd probably say 48 hours later. I'm still fuming at this point just because mm-hmm. the audacity of this man. Seriously. Ah, so it says it's delivered. I'm like, great. This is awesome. You know, neato. Like, glad it came. No worries. Then, like, a couple hours later, I get a very charming message from this dude. And, you know, he starts, like, screaming at me over message. He's like, I did not receive this order, even though it says it's delivered. Thank God this was a cheap order because then I, you know, otherwise I would have... um like done a chargeback how dare you scam me blah 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 you know if you uh I don't know if you had anything to do with this specifically intervening on my order I'm like all right I'm definitely adding USPS witch like on my resume because <laughs> what it's what? you Alex you you controlled me USPS. specifically controlled orders and picked your order out of the millions of letters being sent and threw it into the Atlantic Ocean. Me specifically. I am totally... I was like, you know what? The audacity of this man. God bless him. And of course, he left me a one-star review, so I left a very charming, classy, but still snarky uh, review of him. It was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, not shocking that you left a one-star review after you opened up a case against me, threatened me, and, you know, like, accused me of running the post office but i hope you have a blessed day my dude so Ugh, seriously <laughs> i hope he got his stickers i hope he's doing well but please never shop from my store again oh yes seriously that's <sighs> mm. <laughs> i just even like reliving it the second time still makes me so upset getting the heebie-jeebies right now <laughs> which actually did bring up something that we forgot to mention earlier if you do get a one-star review respond yeah don't just leave it there that like respond and explain what happened if you can you know if it's a one star and you really have no idea why it's a one star you should try to reach out to the customer but also make sure that you eventually respond to the actual review because when i see a one star in someone else's store and there's no explanation for it i'm a little sketched out so i know that mine needs to have some kind of explanation behind it absolutely um and if there isn't any sort of explanation i would just reach out to the buyer and just be like hey you know i saw this review um, you know, I'd appreciate you telling me a little bit about what caused this and like what we can do to sort of reach a solution. My number one goal is customer satisfaction and it doesn't seem like you're satisfied with your order. Something yeah. else like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to handle it. But... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me about, about your, uh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said, I've only had a couple like memorably bad, um, people (laughs) that I'm about to deal with and this is one of them so I over the summer so I know I've talked like briefly throughout these episodes I have two Etsy stores one of them I opened very recently uh, within the past year I think in May of 2020 was when Ah. I opened yeah so this was in May of 2020 and the store took off way faster than I was capable of handling. It got a lot bigger than I anticipated. It just was way too much to handle. There was a period of my life where I just like was not eating or sleeping or doing anything other than painting and it was horrible and my roommate was so concerned for me and this was during that time. So I had a ton of orders and by some grace, I was not behind, but I did have a two. I did have a two-week 
processing time. So the day that this person's order was supposed to be shipped, I had it ready to package. I was going to ship it out. It had been two weeks since she placed it. I want to say the messages came around one in the morning. I got four messages in quick succession that were <laughs> that just said, where the fuck is this order? I swear to God, if you don't send it to me, I'm going to sue you. Why is it taking so long? And then like another one that was just like, I swear if I don't get this, you know, I'm going to do something drastic to you. Okay, well, we're not playing with that. So I woke up to those messages because I think I was asleep when they were sent. So that was the first thing I saw that morning. I'm pretty sure, Alex, I texted you and a couple other people because I was literally in tears. Because <laughs> you're like, what the heck? Yeah, and one of y'all was like, be a bad bitch and deal with it. And I was like, okay, we're not going to be sad about this anymore. (laughs) So I was not about to interact with this human being. So this is kind of a gripe on the customer and also on Etsy because I immediately reached out to Etsy support. So what I ended up doing was just canceling her order. I was like, I'm not leaving any kind of opportunity for this person to open a case, to leave a bad review, to message me again, threatening me with something like that. So I canceled and fully refunded her order. And then I also sent these messages and my concerns into Etsy support because I didn't want anyone on the Etsy platform that she may buy from to have to deal with this kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what I explained. I said, this was within the time frame it was supposed to ship out. This was our first interaction. And this was incredibly threatening and rude. And all Etsy did after a few days, you know, it took them a little while to respond. And they said, oh, okay, well, we sent her a message telling her not to be rude, but we can't block her from ordering from your store and we're not going to remove her. <sighs> So it's like, what the hell do you have to do on Etsy as a buyer to get removed from Etsy? Because if it's not that, I'm not really sure what it is. Seriously, that's a major BS. I remember you telling me about this and I was just like, the audacity of this person to threaten to sue you. Like, oh my God, good riddance. Okay, and the kicker is that the the thing that she bought was... With shipping or with tax? With tax. It was $14. total. It was a $12 item. It was $14 total. Please find a small claims court that will take us to court for $14. I will meet you there. It's always like the the small one. Yeah, the one that I told you about was like $15 or something like that. Not even. It was like some ridiculous nonsense. I'm like, oh, yep, you're going to sue me over $4? Like, bless your heart. You know what? If you really need that $4, bless your heart. Yeah, that's oh. this is the stupidest thing. And it was just so like affronting because we hadn't had any conversations about it at all. And she's like, I'm going to sue you. Like, lady, I, it will cost you so much just to get a lawyer like into the courtroom. It's not worth $14. And like, then I kept like overthinking. I was like, maybe she's just like in a bad state mentally. Maybe this was these like messages were on accident. I have no idea because I never interacted directly with her. And I think that was probably a good decision on my part. Yeah, no, that kind of reminds me of like that TikTok where it's like, what about hello? What about <laughs> how are you? You know, seriously, like, though, I'm like, and you're like, not going to ask me about my day before you threaten to see me like, no. <laughs> well, the weirdest part about it was after canceling and refunding her order, I never heard from her again. So what? I don't know if it was because maybe because Etsy sent her a message saying like, hey, don't be rude. Or if it was just because like something funky happened. But yeah, that was for sure the worst experience I've ever had <laughs> with a customer. Oh, and it wasn't even like a and it wasn't even an experience because I never talked to her. Yeah, no, she needs to be blocked. Um please, 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 if you're buying from an Etsy shop, don't threaten to sue them. Don't, you know, kick back your charge, whatever. Like we're small shops. We're just trying to make a living and make you happy and please just be nice to us. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So I also asked for some submissions on my Instagram this past week. And Alex, I think you did too. Oh, yeah. So I have a few to read off of the worst customer experiences that other people have dealt with. And also, I think I have one positive. So we can end on that one. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, I've got a couple people that said that um, they had some customers asking for like very inappropriate items that they didn't feel comfortable making. Um, oh, yeah. I've never had that just because I don't really get like uncomfortable by a lot of things. But at that point, I would just try and set boundaries and be like, no, I'm so sorry. There's probably other shops to do that for you. See, I. <laughs> 
I don't know. I would have to take a lot for me to be like super uncomfortable making it. If it wasn't like physically safe, it, if it was going to be harmful, I would probably reconsider. But anything else, like you give me enough money, I'll think about it. You See, know? that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody and it's not like too weird, like it could ruin my life. Yeah, I'll make it. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's how you end up with boob coolers in the hands of the person that you interact with on a business basis every day. So maybe don't follow my advice. <laughs> we'll tell that story another time. But I do have a couple of these to miss. And so I pulled up one from Amelia from Bindle Things. So she actually said it's the story of her both her best and worst customer experience. And she Ooh. did say that I could name her, so that's why I did. Nice. So Amelia started her business painting coolers. That was like her big thing for a really long time. And most of those coolers are made for frat boys. But she said she finally got a request for a girly cooler and she was super excited about it. The buyer let her have all kind of creative freedom. She like took her time, had so much fun making it super pretty and girly. And she was super proud of how it turned out. And she said the buyer loved it. And so Amelia signed the bottom of the cooler and Sharpie because, you know, she made it. Of course. And she couldn't wait. There's the Cooler Connection on Facebook is like this huge Facebook group for people with coolers. Oh, yeah. And uh, she said she was like super excited to post pictures of it and she wanted to share it to that Facebook page. But because it was a gift, she waited until a few weeks after the birthday for whoever's birthday it was for had passed so that she didn't ruin the surprise. So a few weeks went by. And she noticed that the buyer had reviewed their purchase on Etsy. And so she was super new to Etsy. Every review made her anxious, which they still make me anxious. And I'm not new to Etsy. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and she also said that she said not much has changed. But still. <laughs> uh, so she said that she was really disappointed to see that it was a four star review. And her only complaint was that Amelia had signed the bottom of it. Oh Which it wasn't super visible. It definitely could have been removed. It was just in Sharpie. She hadn't sealed it in or anything, but whatever. So later that day, she was scrolling through Facebook, saw the cooler <gasps> on the cooler connection posted by the buyer <gasps> as if she had painted it. No. Yes. So she said her first instinct was to call her out, but she decided to take the high road and just commented on the post and said, I love painting the first for you. I'm so happy you like it. <gasps> I and love her. the girl who posted it immediately deleted that post. <gasps> yeah. So then she said she posted pictures of the cooler with a caption into that same group and said, or no, I think this was on her Instagram about how someone tried to take credit for her work. And she didn't name the person, uh, but that person saw her post, Amelia's post about it. And she threatened to change her review if Amelia didn't remove that post saying that someone tried to steal her artwork. Oh, my God. Get out of here. I know. Customer. I know. So she said she ended up taking it down after a few hours, but she had already gotten a ton of attention from it and gained a bunch of new followers. Yeah. So as a very like starting business, and this was one of her first things, it was like a huge boost. So <laughs> yeah, she was like, it wasn't fun because like they did try to steal her artwork and I think kind of succeed in stealing her artwork and give they gave her a four star review over oh. like literally nothing. But she said it was really good for business. So <laughs> hey, I'm happy that, that that had a high note. Good for you, girl. Like your stuff is fantastic. Never change. Don't let these people get you down. Keep doing you. Yes. And she sent me a picture of the review that this girl left. And it just doesn't make any sense at all. It was insane. It's a four star review. And then the words like there's no actual words. It's literally just gibberish. It's a bunch of letters just typed together. No. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. I need to see this. You've got me. Like, I have no so idea. I'll send you. It is so it's so funny. Oh, that's so that so was wild. Amelia's. Alex, do you have one? Um. The other one was just another customer just, like, harassing a seller, like, over and over and over again until she had to block uh, the buyer. So, please oh. don't do that as well. I hate that. Mm -hmm. I got a few more. Oh, this one was really crazy to me. So, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who this is from, so I'm not going to. Um, but she said that someone's order was sent out she sent someone's order out their initial order got returned because the person the customer had typed their address wrong love that so she was already having to pay to ship it again and she double checked the correct address and then right after she sent the second one or sent it again the person who ordered it posted a review <gasps> and said that she had included freebies to make up for the order having to be resent what 
So she mentioned in the review that it wasn't this seller's fault, but she also just straight up lied and said that she had gotten freebies with her order. Get out of here. Oh my God. What? I know. Who I does know. that? So she said that she ended up including some stuff that just didn't sell well. So it wasn't as bad of a hit. But can you imagine like basically threatening her into sending freebies in her replacement when it was the customer's fault in the first place? That is so shady. I've literally never even heard of anything like that. And that just makes me so uncomfortable. I know. It's literally the worst. Okay. I have one more. And this is the one where uh, she said that it was her worst and best she gave me both i have to see if i can find oh here we go oh actually no this is just her best how cute oh i love that okay so it's paw yeah bandanas i don't know if she sent it to you too actually alex oh no she didn't but i'm excited to hear okay so this will be our last one because it's our our little good one to wrap up this portion of the episode so she said um her best was when someone left a five-star review during the holidays and commended her for having multiple religious holidays represented in her store oh i love that yeah that's something i noticed as well (laughs) yeah so she said i'm christian but i know not everybody is so it just meant a lot that someone recognized her i thought that was really sweet oh well shout out madeline i love you you're stuff is fantastic she's also just like a fantastic person um, yeah she said i said can i mention you and she said yes i love your all so. <laughs> well if you're listening to this i hope you have a good day madeline because you kick ass <laughs> but yes that's it so you can really get some crazy shit out there yeah you know yep oh well thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode we appreciate you letting us vent Yes. And we're not sure what we're going to record for next week's episode. We'll pick something, but if there's something specific that you want to hear, just tell us and we will deliver. We'll do that episode next. Yes, definitely. Um, And uh, if you would, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app. It helps us reach more listeners and we want to help as many business owners as possible. So share this with other business friends as well. Yes. So that's all we have for this week. So until next time. Catch you. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. We love making this podcast and we hope that y'all enjoy. If you love our podcast too, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app. It helps us reach more listeners. We want to help as many business owners as possible. So share with your other business friends too. And if you aren't tired of us yet, here's our socials. So you can catch me on spicystitching.com, which is going to be my new website. And then just at spicy stitching for basically every social media website possible. And mine is pretty much the same thing. I am Wild Iris Crafts on just about everything, except for Pinterest, where it's Wild Iris Crafts with two S's. All right, catch you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.